Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside FM allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues podcast. Chelsea is victorious against Tottenham 3-0. Uh, obviously, the London rivalry had a big thing to do uh, with this weekend's matchup and the anticipation for it. And Chelsea delivered. And they delivered anything better than a 1-0 scoreline. Anything better than a 2-0 scoreline. But they did what they have done to please Peter here. A few times this season, and that is a three 0 victory. And once again, he can claim the uh, the victory, um, the victory score prediction. So yes, uh, it'll be Peter joining me for this episode today. Alex is not able to be with us, um, but hopefully he'll be back next episode. But yeah, we have your uh, recap to this Tottenham match. Uh, I'll let Peter go um, in a little bit, and then obviously your EFL Cup. Third round is going to be happening on Wednesday. I'm going to be having some wacky lineups. Uh, I don't know if that's the right word, but I, I think we'd see some some bench players here have some starting players rest because next weekend we got an even bigger matchup, to be honest, against Man City. So we'll have to talk about that uh, in our recap episode to this match later the, this week. But a lot to talk about, and um, we'll try to fit it in as uh, quick as possible so you can you know move on with your day or whatever you're doing. But we hope you're happy because... 
we're happy as Chelsea fans uh, that they once again won. Thiago Silva with a beautiful, beautiful header. Funny enough, seeing two center backs score, um, you know, in both clubs where their front lines uh, and front three mainly uh, are explosive. I mean, looking at uh, Tottenham, Kane, Son, and Lo not, you know, being able to keep them off the score sheet. And then Lukaku, Havertz, and Mount, not even one of the three of them getting goals, um, I thought was quite interesting. Um, I don't know if you're hearing that in the background. I think it's a helicopter flying by. I'll have to close my windows in a minute. But in, in a minute, I don't know if you hear that or not, but maybe it's just me. But um, yeah, so we have Silva with the beautiful Heather, Conte with the, uh, you know, just Conte getting basically the the goal, you know, name on that. Um, it was, I'll take the tip. I'll take the tip any day. Uh, and then it's, uh, Antonio Rudiger with a beautiful shot uh, on goal. And you know what, Peter? I'm giving credit to Timo Werner here. It was a great assist. It was a good find uh, on a pass from him across uh, from the top of the box. So anyway, Peter, without further ado, how are you, first of all? I would like you to address, you know, your your feelings about this Chelsea victory, and uh, you can go into, yeah, you know, specific players and whatever. Well, I'm doing great. Once again, another correct score prediction. Saying 3-0 every time is treating me well. It's, I feel like this is like... Maybe the third time in like four weeks where we've won three nil and I've predicted three nil. So you know I'm basically just a psychic, but <clears throat> no, it was a good win. I'm feeling good, so I was excited to record this because I wanted to talk about it. I mean, because basically, the second half of this game was played like almost perfectly by us. We did everything we needed to do. We basically gave them no chances, and then when we were struggling offensively, we created chances unorthodoxly they their whole idea spurs was to try to control the front three try to not let lukaku get these chances which didn't even work a lot of times we were on the counter at the beginning of the game but like our front three just couldn't link up but their main idea was to take lukaku out of the game our main idea was to take kane out of the game which is why they were really neither of them were really involved that much um but like I said, the second half was just perfect. Like you said, Thiago Silva had a great goal. He was my man of the match, by the way. He just played. I mean, I don't know. I don't, you can literally think of any positive word, and it could be associated with his performance. I mean, he was very, he was calm and collected the entire game. He won basically everything. He obviously scored. He could have had two, I think. Maybe it was someone else, but I'm pretty sure he could have had two. Uh, I mean, he just had a great performance. I mean... I still can't believe PSG let him and Tuco come to us. I mean, those are both in crazy steals. Uh, they're just very, very good. Oh, Josh, you have something to say? Yep. Yeah, no, sorry. Uh, just talking about Thiago Silva. Um, uh, Peter, I mean, we, we think about the regiment of, and yes, I understand this, but the athletic Tom Brady, right, going on to, I'm going to play till I'm 50. We look at Cristiano Ronaldo, Lionel Messi, and how they're keeping, um, you know, the top of of their physicality at an older age when it comes to playing a professional sport i feel that tiago silva is you know very underrated and not talked about much when it comes to that you know the players that are still te- you know keeping tip top shape and the best of their game at an older age now tiago silva i believe is his birthday is coming up we're going to have to maybe wish him a happy birthday uh, on the next podcast, as I I want to just start. yeah September twenty second so his birthday he's gonna be turning thirty seven uh, on Wednesday so I have to wish him a happy birthday and remember about that next episode but um 
I sorry, Peter. I didn't mean to like cut you off, but I mean, I feel like he's 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 slept on, man. When it comes to that, no one really talks about him in the you know the top the top five of you know players in their older age that are still tip top uh, of their game. That's all. Sorry. Go ahead. You can continue. No, yeah, I completely agree. He definitely is. I mean, like you said, there's all these other players, but I mean, the way Tiago Silva is able to like contort his body and literally win everything in the air, like doing bicycle kicks and like reaching out farther than he should be able to at this old of an age without like getting hurt every single time is insane. And I mean, he's a great signing. He was a great signing. He's been a pro- arguably our best defender since he was brought in. Uh, I mean, he's just been great other players because as you know have to go through everybody i'll start with keppa keppa played well i was i'll be honest i was not very happy when i saw many was uh uh injured because i was like oh well keppa's gonna sell this game we are going to lose this game because keppa's gonna have a free kick he's gonna deflect a free kick that was going wide into the goal or something but keppa ended up making a few saves they weren't are you too bad but he kept a clean sheet he did very well. He did what he needed to do, and that's good. I think he's beginning to get more confidence back. I'm beginning to get more confidence back, too, in him, where I don't immediately think, okay, this is a goal whenever they get a shot on target. I'm beginning to think, see, well, not. I'm not beginning to see why we paid so much for him because he's not worth that much. But I'm beginning to see, like, that he's a good, he's not, like, trash anymore. He's a solid goalkeeper that I would Nah, not be fine starting if Mendy wasn't here, but you know what I mean. He's, he's I'm getting more trust in him. Uh, the rest of our back three played very, very well. Uh, Rudiger obviously scoring the goal. Uh, like you said, Josh, Timo and her assist. What can I say? Worth that 200k a week. Rudiger should also be on 200k a week. Uh, I, I was kind of like, uh, last episode we talked about his contract, how he wants about 200k a week, and some other players that were uh, making that much we got to get the German duo there, both making 200k a week. They're both very good. Timo Werner arguably shouldn't be making that much, but I think Rüdiger should definitely be up there. I mean, this just proved it. It was just another great performance. And it's. I am kind of sad that the uh, the goal wasn't like one of those <laughs> off of the corners. He hits it from the halfway line, and it always goes like over. He didn't end up actually banging one in from 40 yards. Instead, it was just a really, actually a really nice tidy finish from a cutback. Uh, it was he played very well uh, in the middle. I want to point out uh, Conte, especially when he came on. I think the game changed a lot. He obviously got the goal in quotes. Really, it might have been going in, uh, but I think Larice would have had it covered. But it obviously deflected. I'll take the goal. I'll take it, and I'm going to uh, Conte got a goal. I'm gonna say Conte got a goal, even though it probably is more of an own goal than Conte's goal. Conte is on this, his name is on the score sheet, and it's not an own goal. So uh, he played very well. Uh, obviously, Jorginho Kovacic, they also played very well. Uh, it's great to see how we have three top, 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 top quality midfielders, all definitely, if not arguably, t- in the top 10 midfielders in the Premier League. And we can re- only really play two, except for we did play three in the second half to counteract that, which is interesting. But it's great to see them. Alonso, I don't understand how Alonso has like been our best, like one of our best players since the season started. He he always does this somehow. I really do feel bad for Chilwell because I think Chilwell deserves a chance, but I mean he really can't get. Uh, he really shouldn't be in the starting eleven until Alonso 
starts falling apart because, I mean, Alonso has been on top, top, top form. He's been playing very well. Uh, front three, Lukaku really wasn't part of a game, uh, the game much because Spurs tried to take him away, but Mountain Havertz really, really weren't that good. They were not very good at all. Really, like, didn't connect on anything. I don't know if it was their chemistry is bad or what, but they really couldn't do anything and they didn't really do much well. I don't want to say we're lucky to win 3-0 and say that the scoreline didn't, like, we didn't deserve that scoreline because we definitely did. We definitely dominated that second half and deserved those three goals. But the way we got those three goals are maybe we didn't deserve those three goals. We had enough chances where we should have put those away and we didn't. But whatever works, we found a way to score goals. We found a way to win 3-0 against a tough Spurs team who have been very good. Uh, top of the league. I mean, we're playing very, very well. We're tip-top form. I mean, I'm excited for the rest of the season. It's looking good. Peter, don't just go on. Don't go on mute just yet because I know you're going to want to defend him at this point I'm making uh, currently, and that is, I don't know if you mentioned it or not, we can talk about how Timo Werner uh, makes a great assist, but are we just not going to mention the chance he had on Hugo Lloris? We're just going to slip right past that, that he once again failed to uh, convert on a one-on-one attempt that... Could have been a goal, but Timo Werner, so obviously not. If you're mentioning Timo Werner's miss, why don't you talk about uh, Havertz, Mount, and Lukaku all missing? Well, they weren't really missed chances, but all not being able to convert in the final third. I could go on all day defending him, but I won't. I won't. I but don't they, think. But they weren't as good of chances as he had, though. Yes, they were. Chance. It was a three on two, and we get it, ended up getting a P roller to Larice. That is as good of a chance as you'll get. That should have easily been a goal. That's one in particular. There's other ones where they were bad, too, but that's just a major one. It well, sure it wasn't as good of a chance, but that was a damn good chance that we should have scored that mm-hmm. I can be. No, don't mm-hmm me. Yes. Oh, no, no, no. I wasn't saying it in a bad way. I was saying, mm-hmm, like, yeah, they should have scored there. Exactly. So I don't point out Timo Werner if you're not going to point out other people also missing. By the way, a bit of bias here. <laughs> you're right. We can, can we can go at this all day. I'll, uh, I'll take a break and hold it for another episode. Um, going into the stats-wise, I mean, Chelsea dominated just like they dominated the score uh, the score line. 20 to 8 in shots, 10 to 2 in shots on target, 53 to 47 in possession. Uh, they had the passes. They had the more pass accuracy. Well, they did have more fouls. Um, no red cards in this match, so that's good. And 11 to 5 in corners, Chelsea. And this win, Peter, uh, you know, celebrate it now while we have it. Uh, our top of the Premier League. Uh, I did say that, you know, whoever won this match would probably go into the top four. And, uh, well, we went a little bit higher than that. The first place team, you could say Chelsea right now, are first in the Premier League because it's true. Although tied in points with Liverpool and Manchester United, uh, if you look up your Premier League tables, we are in the first with five matches played, four wins, one draw, because we have 12 goals for and one goal against. So, I don't know what else you want to say there. I mean, it's like, it's great. Yes, I know you want to look at the, uh, you know, the Liverpool. It's the same thing for them. Twelve goals for, one goal against. Peter, do we know why we're first um, instead of Liverpool? Like, do we know like what the reason, the reasoning is for this? Because in the last five, literally, Chelsea and Liverpool drew their matches in the same week. It's the same goals for, same goals against. I'm not. I don't have a problem with it. I was just asking if you knew the answer why. I guess it's like a coin flip. Whoever you know. Whoever land it lands on, 
or is it uh alphabetical chelsea liverpool c l it's it's literally 1a 1b but just all every they have to have an order because 1a 1b don't exist on like websites and google and things so they do it alphabetically <laughs> like how arsenal actually do it Yes, that's like how Arsenal was at the beginning of the season. Arsenal is always at top when there's no games played because everyone's tied on goal difference, goals for, goals against. So Arsenal's at the top because, A, Arsenal. Really? I was thinking it's like strength of opponent because maybe like Chelsea. There's There are tiebreakers. I'm sure there are tiebreakers like that in case some miraculous case happens where there is tied. But like they wouldn't do that just for like right now. That would only happen okay. at the end of the season. It's it's alphabetical okay all right no i just i just wanted to know all right so so cool yeah chelsea's still in first i'll take it um and then we have uh, as long as you're ready to move on um unless do we want to do a man of the match peter because i think we we both know who we're going to give it to i said it earlier tiago silva baby el monstro incredible performance i'll let you talk about him though no, I mean, I already did, Peter. I just, I just kind of love how he still has an amazing effort. I, I still love when, uh, when he was out, and I, I don't remember who exactly was with him, uh, but when Chelsea scored uh, the goal or, or won the match, whatever it was, when him and two other players were kind of celebrating in the stands together, jumping up and down, I just show, it just shows his pride for the, for the club. Uh, I think his connection with Tuchel is great, both coming from PSG, but it's just his level of performance and the physicality in his game and just how good he is at the at the age he is it just amazes me still um yeah that that's literally it uh but great job by tiago silva obviously rock solid in the back defensive line and getting a goal in there too with a beautiful beautiful header uh on loris one of the top goalkeepers in in the premier league i would say um you know able to score three goals on him is pretty pretty exciting two you know Decent, very good goals, and then one obviously off a deflection, lucky type goal. But whatever, we take it where we can get it. Now on to the third round EFL Cup. This will be on Wednesday, uh, September twenty second. So uh, if you're listening to this, you know when we release it on Tuesday or Wednesday. Obviously, look forward to the match. Uh, it's going to be at two forty five p.m. EST. That is seven, right? Seven forty. Nope. Uh, yes. Yes. What am I? Why am I doubting myself? I'm just. I'm that good. I'm sorry. 7:45 p.m. UK time. Um. So look forward to the match against Aston Villa once again. Now, if you recognize the name, well, obviously recognize the name. They're in the Premier League, but I'm saying of recently because about over a week ago we beat them three 0 Peter, and you got that score prediction right with uh, Lukaku nailing in two and Kovacic nailing in one. So listen. I'm not scared of these guys whatsoever. I think we can go out there and win this match. I'm not going to say the score prediction yet because I'll save it, but uh, I don't even need to to wait until the score prediction to say what I what I feel here. But I will start with my lineup prediction. Like I said, for me, I have a little bit of a bench players, you know, getting some starting roles, and I'm going to start out with my goalkeeper. Keppel, once again, don't know what the injury with Mendy is, but no reason to run it back uh, as fast as putting him in an EFL Cup game. EFL Cup game. I don't think we need to rush him back for that. Thank you very much. I'll have Keppa in net. And my back line, here we go. This is where I start out. I think Asby starts there, uh, along with Christensen and Trevor Chalaba. I would like to see him out there, as well as Christensen, because I think they're all also rock solid defensively. That's my back line. 
for me getting a bit wacky. I think I had this for the first Champions League game in my back line. I think Kepa stays in net. You basically summed everything up. And like I said earlier, I'm getting more confident in him. So I don't really mind starting him in this game, even if Mendy is fully fit. Uh, Christensen, Ru- uh, not Rudiger, uh, Christensen, Chalaba, and Malang Sar. I f- may or may not- I think I mentioned him, but didn't end up having him starting for the Champions League game. Uh, but I think he starts here. I mean, he there's a good chance he doesn't just because I think he's just there because we couldn't find a loan deal for him. And Tuco doesn't really rate him that much. But, I mean, he's there. We could play him. So I have him starting, even though he likely won't uh, for across the middle. I think Chilwell finally gets a chance as a, as a starter. It's been what feels like ages. I don't think he started a game this season, which is kind of crazy, but... It's really not when you look at how Alonso's been performing in the middle. I think Saul will definitely come in and maybe like Loftus-Cheek or something wacky, but I think Kovacic will be in there next to him. And I think Reese James will also be in there as the right wing back. Peter, I, I'm going to have to agree with you. Uh, I, I do believe that he has not played, although it was the Champions League match, right, that Chilwell played in um, against Zen. Yeah, I think he, he played like three minutes as a sub <laughs> so hopefully he gets a start i have him in there as well peter so i i just i want to see him just as much as you do at the left wing back spot right wing back spot um as much as i think reese james will get the start because i do think he will get the start i want to just see hudson joy out there so i guess it's just my favorable lineup i'm sorry i know we do predictions here this is who i want out on the pitch uh i i like how you have malang sar in there as well um kind of has been on the club training ground a lot during preseason and we just haven't seen him on the pitch yet. So maybe he gets a start here. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, but I do like how you have him in there. Uh, it, it's pretty cool. So yeah, Chilwell, Hudson-Odoi. And then in the middle, again, I also I also do agree. I think we see Saul in there. And then I think we see Kovacic in there in the midfield as well. Um, Peter, no Billy Gilmores you can throw in there to, to put in that squad. I know it's a little sad for you. I'm sure you would have had him in this match. Uh, and then... That, that's who I thought about when I was like, who, who can I shake it up with? And I was like, Billy Gilmore. Oh, wait, he, he's not here. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, moving on to my forwards, front three. I have Ziyech coming in this match and starting. I have Havertz once again starting. And I have Mr. Ice Cold. <laughs> uh, I have Timo Werner starting in this match. Hopefully he notches in a goal, proves me wrong. But until he does so, um, he is the jokester for me on this podcast while you two... Alex and Peter just defend defend the hell out of him um, while I roast the hell out of him. So that's about it. That's my front three. I'll wait for you, and then uh, we can do score predictions together. Well, my front three. You had Callum Munson-Odoi starting at wingback. I have him starting as his favored left wing, left attacking mids role. I think he deserves a chance there. I mean, most of our attackers are our two like players behind the striker haven't been playing too well lately. So maybe throw a door there, see how he plays. Maybe he cooks up and we have a new starter. I think Hakim Ziyech also does come back in as a starter. I agree with you there. And I also agree, Mr. Tur- Turbo Teamer, Mr. Ice Cold, I guess. I don't know. I don't really like that one. Uh, we'll be up top. $200,000 uh, man will be up top. And I'll jump straight into my score prediction. Not going to believe it. It's another 3-0 Chelsea win. Whoa, crazy. And guess what? Even more crazy. Turbo Timo hat trick. Dropping the mic. Didn't Alex say Turbo Timo like two goals or a hat trick last time? Or you did? This is going to happen every episode. Now you're just teasing our our listeners at this point, Peter. 
you are literally I feel bad for whoever's listening and having to listen to this pathetic 3-0 because of Timo Werner scoring three goals. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Um, well, score prediction for me is going to actually be a 2-0 victory for Chelsea. I think it's a little more mellow here. We'll have to wait and see. Kepa, let's keep that uh, no-goal streak alive, though. I would I would rather you not give up any goals. That would be that would be great. And... Um, yeah, 2-0, 2-0 one for Chelsea. I don't like doing the, the score predictions. Hopefully we will uh, you know, talk to you once again later in the week and then preview this weekend matchup against Manchester City. If we don't uh, you know, talk to you then probably look forward to a recap episode over the weekend, if not earlier in the week, because we can recap the Man City match, but also big, big matchup Wednesday of next week against Juventus. I'm excited for that. So um, we'll hopefully get a recap at preview episode, but anyway, look forward to later this week. I always get ahead of myself here. Look forward to later this week. Hopefully we'll, uh, you'll hear us then, but for right now, there are a few things you can do to help support us, help us out. And that is subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening, uh, rate us five stars. Um, if you can on Apple podcast, that would be great. And follow us on Twitter. That's our main hub of social media at talking blues pod. You can go follow me on Twitter at joshall 29 Alex is on Twitter at Anorian23. And then, um, yeah, that's about it. Uh, and you can listen to the podcast, obviously. Find everywhere to mainly subscribe on shipitstudios.com slash talkingblues or go to shipitstudios.com, click podcast, and scroll down until you find Talking Blues. Click the link, and it'll take you to all the sites um, there. If you would like to check out Peter's player, Peter's player profile. Say that three times in a row. Tongue twister there. You can go to the article section, shippastudios.com articles, and he has uh, a few of his player profiles there. Uh, And I'm sure more will will be in the future. I'll let you know on the podcast whenever they do come out. But yeah, check out the ones on Trevor Chalaba and and, um, Ramalu Lukaku. Couldn't think of his name for a second there. But anyway, we thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues podcast. I've been your host, Josh, joined by my co-host, Al... Said Alex. Wow. Peter, hopefully Alex will join us next time and we will see you for another episode uh, later in the week. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi... We've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.